Welcome to the Raising Smart Kids podcast. I'm your host, Yang Pratt, and each week we'll explore ways in which the arts can help you raise a smarter kid. I'll be sharing ways the arts can propel your child's learning and interviewing top artists, educators, and entrepreneurs. These guests will share why the arts are so very important to your child, along with actionable ideas you can easily implement into your already busy schedule. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast here on iTunes and share us with a friend. For extra tips on raising smart kids, head on over to artsmartparenting.com and click on the live tab. Welcome back to the show. Our guest today is Tara Delamora, and Tara is a dear friend of mine, and I'm so excited she's here to share her story with you today. If you haven't already read my book and read Tara's story, it's such a lovely, heart-wrenching story that has a very happy and wonderful ending. So, Tara, I want to welcome you to the show. Thank you. So, Tara, let's go back, I guess, a couple years ago to before we met and sort of how things were with your kids at school. Yeah, so before we met, my oldest, Aubrey, had started kindergarten, and I don't have any type of training in teaching or know how schools work. You know, she's my first. This was the first time I were putting her in any kind of school, and um, I just noticed that she wasn't catching on as quick as the other kids, and um, I had volunteered in her class, and it was very much a classroom that was you need to sit in your chair, you need to be quiet. Um, If you don't finish your work before it's time for recess, you're not going out to recess type classroom. It was very strict. Um, I didn't think that was a good fit for her, especially for being in kindergarten. So I noticed that she started not caring much about her work. She was just trying to rush through it just so she could go to recess. And, uh, And so I was really frustrated. I didn't really know what to do. Um, I noticed that she wasn't catching on quickly um, and there was just something, a piece to the puzzle that was missing and that's when I started my conversation with you. All right, so unfortunately this sort of scenario where kids are struggling in school and teachers are responding by sort of being more of a disciplinarian rather than really digging in and trying to figure out what's happening, you know, and it breaks my heart to hear these stories, but we've had many conversations and I know you after you had enrolled Aubrey for school, you enrolled her in classes here. And when you did that, how did life change outside of school or actually at school? Well, I mean, I feel like your studio is Aubrey's happy place. That's what she loves. (laughs) I'm going to start crying. Um, It's her happy place. And um, so I noticed that she was really happy when she would come here, you know. Sorry. No, and and I love it. and, and. And your story is so emotional, and I really, that's why I wanted to have you on today, because I think so many parents can relate to your story about the struggles that their kids are having in school, and when we set out to be parents, we never think it's going to be as hard as it is. And you reach that day where, you know, something just, you know, you need to figure out more. You need to go further. You need to figure out ways where these kids can really shine, because it's my belief that you know, each little body that's put on this earth is here for a specific reason. And it's with the help of parents and teachers. And for me, the arts, the the combination of those three things are really the key to being able to find out what these kids are great at, what they love to do, and how we can then 
take the lessons we talk about here in our classrooms and help parents have a better conversation with their teachers at school to really make the school day where they're spending so many hours a much more delightful experience. Yeah, I agree. I agree because, uh, I mean, I could tell that Aubrey wasn't confident in school, in her classroom, and then when she started coming here, you know, you could tell her confidence grew because this is what she was good at. This is how she expresses herself. And uh, so, and it helped me too because after I had, you know, the conversations with you, it was like, well, that's what I saw her teacher doing was making her sit there, hold still, do your work. So that's what I was duplicating at home and it wasn't working and I was just getting so frustrated. I didn't know what to do. And it wasn't until I talked to you that I realized like, oh, maybe she doesn't need to be sit here, you know, hold still, do your work. So that's when I started letting her do cartwheels while she was spelling her words in the living room or cartwheels while she was um, doing her sight words and things like that. And then that's when I noticed the change that she was actually catching on and it was more fun for her to do her homework. And I love that too. And just the changes that I saw with you and the conversations we had, the shift in your belief about what was possible was so dramatic. And, you know, that's why I was so privileged to have you be part of the book and share your story because it really, again, it's such a relatable story. And as parents, we think sometimes that because we don't have a degree in teaching that we don't know what's best for our kids. But when we get that little nagging feeling and, you know, we know that it's time and it's really about finding people in your community, in your tribe that can sort of guide you. So we discovered through our conversations that Aubrey is a kinesthetic learner. So when you were sharing stories about letting her do cartwheels and spin and jump and play when she was doing homework, yeah, her little brain just needs that extra movement and sitting still was was sort of the end of learning for her. So when she was sitting there being forced to just stare at a page blankly, it was not a good fit. You know, and from my personal experience as well, my oldest daughter is very much a social butterfly. She's she's my interpersonal learner. So when we had her home for homeschool and we created a quiet, very serene environment for her, which I personally needed for my own sanity and for my own work, she was totally zoned out. So it's, it's interesting, even within a family, the differences in learning and the different needs each child has. So I love that we've been able to make some great changes in your home life to make homework easier. Absolutely. I agree so much. So if if there's a parent listening who has this nagging feeling that they need to figure out a better path for their kids or a better way to have a conversation with their teachers, what would you suggest to them? To talk to you. (laughs) I would absolutely love that. Absolutely. Um, I would suggest that they take that inkling that they're feeling and really run with it and research and um, talk to as many people as you can that maybe have had similar situations in their lives or in their you know with their children in school and really just know that you are your child's advocate and it's not always in their teacher's best interest what happens to your kids so definitely be their advocate and fight for them and um, never give up hope for your kids and their learning. Yes, and that's such a great story to never give up hope because there really is, no matter how many roads you have to travel down, there's a way to figure out 
what your child needs. And every child is so unique. And to be able to see them in my classes every day, you know, I'm so privileged to see all the different ways that kids learn. And for me to be able to see what their potential is, you know, behind those eyes when they when they understand things and for me to see how they're learning and then being able to relate those those things that I'm learning in classes with them to parents, I love doing that, you know, and that's something that I would love to absolutely share with more parents. And in the book, we talk about, you know, strategies on how to have a conversation with your teachers. How did you apply some of these strategies to talk to your teachers? Um, it really just helped me, I guess, ask more questions you know, with her kindergarten teacher, like I said, she's my first. Um, so I didn't know what I was getting myself into. So I didn't know what kind of questions to ask. I didn't know, you know, how she was going to learn. And once I figured it out, then it helped me know what kind of questions to ask the teachers, um, such as, or is it a, you know, open classroom? Can they sit on the floor and do their work and read? Can they stand somewhere or do they have to stay in their seat? And it helped me just know Aubrey's learning skills, I guess, or abilities or um, whatever words you want to put there uh, better so that I can better suit her and help her teachers understand her also. Right. And when I have conversations with other parents, too, you know, we talk about the little changes we can make, you know, because we as parents don't want to go in and disrupt the class either. We know there's 25 or 30 other little bodies who are also there trying to learn and learning in their own ways. So the things that we've talked about were tiny little changes, like being able to stand up to do work or sit on the floor or, you know, walk around while they're learning just to really make sure that their brains are staying stimulated through the day and they're getting the type of learning in a way that's meaningful for them. Yeah, and it did help me um, understand that her first grade teacher that she had in the beginning of the year was not a right fit. So it gave me the confidence to be her advocate and say, no, you know, I don't think this is a right fit. I think she needs to go to a different teacher. And as soon as she did and that teacher was a fit for her, then, I mean, her reading levels and spelling and everything just shot through the roof. So it really helped give me the confidence to be her advocate when it comes to her teachers. And it's hard to be that parent and, and step in because we don't feel like we're educated enough to say to say that we want certain things for a child. We just hope that it's gonna happen. But I think a lot of us hope and years pass and nothing changes and we see our children struggling. And that's always the hardest thing to do, to watch any child struggle because you know, they're all born to be these wonderful learners, and they're all so curious, and to see that not be an everyday occurrence is hard. I agree. I think also schools sometimes put up some roadblocks that we have to really, you know, bulldozer over to say, no, this, like you said, to get a brand new teacher and say, this teacher is not a great fit. I don't think that my child is getting what she needs from this teacher. This teacher may be a great fit for other people's kids, but for my kid, it really, we need to explore some other options. Yes, absolutely. And there's still going to be roadblocks. I mean, this is not the end of it, you know, but um, I look forward to the school year and just to see what happens, you know, and just have that confidence to help her grow and 
know that it's not over, but I definitely think I'm more educated and more confident with what's going to happen after I talk to you. Excellent. Well, I'm excited to hear the rest of this journey because I, I call this adventure that we're on in parenting this journey because it has its ups, it has its downs, but at the end we have this this beautiful life that we're throwing out into the world and we want to equip them with the best skills and the most confidence that we can. So I want to thank you, Tara, for sharing your journey with us today, sharing your story, and I wish you the best of luck. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, listeners, now it's your turn. A couple of weeks ago on episode 26, I announced that I'd open up a few select discovery sessions with me. If you're interested in finding out more ways that you can help unleash your child's unique superpowers or have better conversations with their classroom teachers to really help propel their learning, or if you're interested in finding out about arts classes and how they can help you raise a smarter child, you can head to elcoarts.org forward slash work with young. That's E-L- K-O-A-R-T-S dot org forward slash work with young, all one word. All right, so if you're interested in grabbing one of these select few discovery sessions with me, I would be absolutely honored to have a discussion with you and find out ways that we can help you raise a smarter kid through the arts. Until next time, my friends, have a wonderful week full of discoveries. Thanks for tuning in to the Raising Smart Kids podcast. If you're enjoying this podcast, please share us with a friend and head on over to iTunes and leave us a review there and let us know you're enjoying the show. If you're looking for more tips on raising smart kids, head to amazon.com and pick up a copy of my first book, Raising a Superhero, How to Unleash Your Child's Eight Superpowers and propel learning through the arts. Thanks for allowing me to be your guide on this parenting adventure, and I look forward to catching you next time.